Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and today I have one of my favorite firecrackers with us. (laughs) She lights my fire every time we talk. Her name is Brandy Sophia, and a little bit about Brandy. Brandy Sophia is an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator and X-Men Facilitator, and if I have my way, she'll be a Being You Certified Facilitator in no time. She has been devoted to the path of consciousness for over 20 years and has been facilitating clients into greater ease, joy, and glory for just as long. She specializes in the area of money, body, creation, and energetics. Brandy has a gift of facilitating others out of their limitations and into their knowing, tapping into their capacities to create a life beyond this reality. Whether she's working with you and your body, facilitating you through an area you've been stuck in forever, or teaching a class on how to create more possibility in your life, her genuine care, kindness, and awareness radiates from her being. She is a combination of hellfire and holy water. She is magic (laughs) embodied. Welcome, Brandy, to the show. (laughs) Yay! Thanks. Thank you so much for having me here. How much fun can we have today? exactly what I'm asking and the truth is every time we talk we're having fun so true <laughs> I laugh so much and I love it <laughs> so Brandy we were chatting about the five elements of intimacy recently and um I love the places you're willing to go with those five elements and so I was wondering if we could start off our conversation today with it, to explore what the five elements are and for, for anybody who doesn't know, know about them, that they are the component to create intimacy um, in relationships with lots of different things, if you were willing to have it. So what are those five elements? Cool. So the five elements of intimacy are honor, trust, allowance, gratitude, and vulnerability. And for me, it's been interesting to to kind of have these floating around in my universe, but to not really like dive into them and acknowledge them until really just recently. And when I started really playing with these, with these elements of intimacy, I started to realize how connected they are to everything from myself, my body, my partner, my kids, my money, (laughs) like, like literally everything. And ultimately, they all start with me being willing to have them with me. I love that because what the world tells us intimacy is, is when you're, (laughs) you know, taking your clothes off in the bedroom and you're getting intimate (laughs) with someone, which is definitely where intimacy can show up. Um, But when access consciousness explores these different elements, it opens up other spaces and places where you can choose them in relationships with others. So do you have gratitude for your spouse? Do you have honor for your business? Do you have trust with your money, which sounds so wild or even vulnerability with money, um, is crazy. Um, which one did I miss allowance? 
allowance, how much allowance can you have for you in all of these areas that we're talking about? Um, and like you said, it starts with you and to start exploring those energies and the elements with yourself, um, mm -hmm. I get is what you've been doing. And then what I hear is you've been uncovering some things in some other areas. So can we explore yeah. with today on our, the power of being you podcast, um, the five elements of intimacy with money? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Right. So it really started with honor for me. Um, when I started looking at even like what access says about honor to treat somebody with regard and not judgment. And when I started looking at that with money, I realized, wow, how many judgments do I have about money? And if I have all this judgment, am I honoring money? Well, if I'm not honoring money, is it really going to want to come play with me? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it started there. And then even looking at like trusting, um, for me, trusting, trust, trust for me, trust for me has been a big thing because I really have not been in a space where I felt like I could trust me. And so then to even look at that with, okay, well, do I trust that money is going to show up when I ask for it? And do I trust that money is going to actually be there when I require it? And if I am having that point of view that I can't trust that, what am I creating? Yeah. And then also trusting yourself with money. A lot of, you know, and that's from the top when we talked about how you have to have these elements with you before you can create a great relationship with anything like money. If you don't yes. trust you money, um, you know, you're not having the intimacy with money that's possible. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then moving on to allowance. Allowance is probably one of my most favorite of all of them. Actually, I love them all. But allowance has been something that I've really been asking for more of in my, in my, in my world and in, and in my life lately, this year, especially, um, an allowance for me is like really being in the space of no point of view. And that goes back to like, how many points of view do I have about money? And to really dive into that and explore, because if I'm desiring to get to a space of total allowance with money, that's going to require me to be willing to acknowledge what points of view I have about money first and foremost, and then I can choose to change it. But if I'm not even willing to look at what my points of view are with it, I can't change it. Right. And Dane has said this how many times, like you, the only thing you cannot change is the one thing you're not willing to look at. Yeah. And for those listening that don't know who Dane is, Dr. Dane here is the co-creator of access consciousness, which is the, um, the tips and tools and, and magic that uh, Brandy and I both play with as facilitators. So if you're here and you've never heard of Access, you can go to accessconsciousness.com and find out more. Um, so with the word allowance, when it comes to money, what cracks me up every time is that that's what my parents called the money they gave me if I did chores. So it was like payment, right? Like, so yeah, I'll have my allowance, you know, but it's not the type of allowance that we're talking here. It's talking about you know, being in no point of view, being in full receiving and not judging you or judging money or judging the universe for not giving you enough money. Um, that right there, uh, which, which is perfect because that takes us right into gratitude, right? Because I, I will say this, I'm like totally going to expose myself right now, but there was a point in my life years ago that people, when money would show up as a gift, 
maybe my mother-in-law sent me money for my birthday or somebody sent me something as a gift, right? With money. Um, because my money really, like my family, especially, they have this interesting thing, like they like to give money as gift, as a gift. And no matter what it was, every time it would show up, I would be like, that's it. That's all. That's all I get. Like you gave, you gave your son way more than you gave me. What, what, what's he more special? And so that right there is a great example of how I had no gratitude for what was showing up. And it was no matter what showed up, it was never enough. And guess what I created as my reality around money when I had the point of view that no matter what showed up, it was never enough. Hello, it was never enough in my world with money. I never had enough. And so to move into a space of gratitude for finding a penny on the ground, for example, like truly being grateful for that penny. Oh, here's another thing. Like how many of you see money on the ground? You're like, ooh, it's dirty. I don't want to pick it up. Ooh, you know? And so <laughs> how much are you refusing money there? And I've done that myself. So I'm saying that from experience, not judgment. But um, yeah, so gratitude has been a really fun um, energy to bring into my world with money. And it's been interesting to watch how that has changed the money that is showing up. Yeah. And can you, can you extrapolate a little bit about what I get? And this is, this has been my story um, until I started to really get intimate with money myself was um, with the not enough thing. Well, when mm -hmm. this amount arrives, then I'll be grateful. And so it's like this programming of of lack where you are like, well, of course, Brandy, you can have gratitude for money now because you have more of it now. So it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, the gratitude <laughs> or the money? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean? you know so this is such a great question. That. Yeah. It's because I love this because it actually shows up in, in so many different areas of our lives that, um, like, where do we pick what, which one do we want to talk about? Because I've seen this show up with classes, like choosing classes, people will go, well, if the money shows up, I'll choose this class. And what my experience with that has been, I have to choose the class first before the money shows up. And the minute that I choose it, it's like the molecules start to work and rearrange themselves in a way that that money can show up with ease for what I have chosen, not what I'm waiting for the money to show up so that I can choose. Another piece of that, as you were talking, this not enough, what I, for me, what I realized this whole point of view of it's never enough ultimately was my point of view about myself, that no matter what I did, no matter what I became, no matter how many successes, no matter how many certificates, no matter how many licenses, no matter how many credentials, blah, 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 blah. I was never enough. So when I actually started moving to into allowance, again, one of the elements of intimacy of me getting out of judgment of me, that's when things, everything started changing. But if I have the point of view, I'm not enough. Again, the point of view will create our reality. That's kind of a bomb girl. And I don't have sound effects. <laughs> I don't have sound effects on my show yet, but Hey, anybody who wants to help me with that, um, if you're listening, I would love sound effects to play. Um, because when your point of view creates your reality, and if you just have a blanketed point of view of never enough, not enough, never enough, whatever that is, 
<clears throat> how much that will go into all areas of your life. Like your relationship mm-hmm. isn't enough. Your body's never enough. Your money's never enough because you are the creator of your life. So if you're not enough, then everything flowing out and flowing in will mm-hmm. never be enough either. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I for like sure. It. And I, and I and I want to say this, this is popping to share. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but it's like that whole not enough thing was so like it infiltrated every little crook and cranny of my world. Um I had the point of view that I was here to change the world. I was here to um save the world. At one point that was my point of view, right? And so here I am, I have this point of view, I'm here to, to save the world and change the world. And I also simultaneously have the point of view of I'm not enough. And so everything that I was quote unquote doing to save or change the world, it was never enough, right? So then we get into that, well, shit, if this is why I'm here and hell, I'm never enough and nothing's fucking changing and it's not enough, then why am I here? I just want to fucking die now and go the fuck away. Like this is this is how people end up into these like, I don't want to be here kind of things. So I, like, what is your point of view? <laughs> how is that creating your reality? And is that creating a life of ease, joy and glory for you? Or do you keep sticking yourself in never enough? Yeah, and and so can we, so, So step one, you just gave us Mm. that. Okay. Can we go to step two? Because I've been, I've been projected at as nothing's ever good enough for me. And what access tools gave me Mm. is to be willing to always ask for more. So there's definitely like like a difference here in what you're talking about, where um, having the point of view that you're not, you're not enough brings Mm. in not enough into your world in all these areas. Whereas this other side of the coin is being willing to ask for more and not have to limit yourself with ever anything being enough for you. So do, yeah. do you want to, do you want to speak a little bit? Yeah. About that? And, and I would ask, you know, I would ask, I'm going to pop the question back to you. It's like, how, is it, is it, is it really that things are never good enough or is it that you really have the awareness that there's a possibility for more and then more and then more and then more. And we've been programmed to believe that if we're asking for more then what we have is not enough and we're bad and wrong because we're not happy for what we have <laughs> because there are so many other people that have less than what we have. And so is that the conversation of, you know, this reality making everything about asking wrong, whether it's asking a question or asking for more. And what I've seen and what I've been extrapolating in my own life is where that's where we bastardize gratitude. So it comes in. And if you're willing, if you, if you're aware of another possibility, you're aware of there's more, which there always is because the universe has way more to gift you than you can even imagine. And oh my gosh, yeah. And then you go, Oh, if I ask for more than I'm not grateful for this, that's here now. And so Mm -hmm. I must either choose gratitude for what's here now, or which is the bastardization or asking yeah. for more. And if yeah, we go, exactly. I can, I'm so grateful for what's here and I know more is possible. And then we leap and we go and we ask for it. All of those projections of other people's realities about, about, and this is the other, another caveat. There's there, this is a coin with multiple sides, <laughs> not just two. So many. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the so other, many. other side of the coin. <laughs> right? Is that when people project at you that, oh, nothing's ever good enough for you. How much is of that? How much of that is their, their own point of view that they're not enough 
for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love that so much. And, and it's so interesting. I remember one of my first experiences of like really stretching myself to ask for more. Um, I had gone, I had taken my first, well, I say my first, it was like my, really my second foundation class. And I had been having, I had been asking for a lot of things. We were getting ready to, we were getting ready to close on a house. And I had like four or five big things, big ask that required a lot of money. And then here I've got this foundation class and I'm like, well, I'm choosing this and I'm whatever. So I take my first uh, day. I'm in first day of class. So much changed in that first day for me. I go home, I wake up the next morning and I get this like awareness to check an account that we have. And overnight I had actualized $12,000 out of the blue that I didn't know that I had. And it was such a big like moment of holy shit, these tools work. (laughs) And uh, such like, it was also like, oh my God, like it covered all of my ask. That money was, had basically covered everything I had been asking for. I was able to pay for that and more. And I was in this really weird space where it was like, I was so blown away by the magic, but I was also going, oh my God, how can I ask for more after this? This is so crazy. And I had to literally work myself through the discomfort of asking for more when something so big had arrived. Um, And it was in that moment that I go, wow, we really, we really are uncomfortable with asking for more. Yeah. Well, this reality has told us how greedy that is. Greedy that. Yeah. Like that's so greedy. And, but yet see, and the greedy point of view is still coming from the point of view that there's lack. So like if you receive more than you deserve and that there's air quotes, but you're on a podcast, so you can't see my fingers um, (laughs) more, more than you deserve then someone else will have to go without. And the truth is there's, it's an abundant universe that is, that has more than enough for everybody to ask for what they're desiring. But if you keep the point of view that you have to limit your ask, that's how you maintain the energy of lack in your reality. Yeah. And, uh, um, and I love that you mentioned the foundation class and that, that, that class, uh, for anybody who's listening, doesn't know is one of the the core classes of access consciousness that you can take after you take an access bars class. Um, they're done all over the world by certified facilitators like Brandy and I, and um, they really do start to break apart all these solidities that we're talking about where you're like, wow, like one of the um, ones that has been playing in my world for decades is um, I had the point of view, uh, you know, doing to others as you'd have them do unto you. And so that would limit what I could ask for constantly because my point of view is that if, if, if I still function from lack and I ask for more and then I have to include others in the ask. And if they're not willing to have it, then I can't have it. And it's this weird loop. Oh, so wow. going into wow. using the tools to undo stuff like that, where, you know, you're asking for things that some people can't, aren't willing or ready to receive. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't, you can't have them or ask for them to show up in your life. That's such a good point too. Cause I've had that. I've had that where it's like, oh, I can't have that if they're not willing to have that. So and thank so you for is, that, exposing yeah. that. Yeah. And what does vulnerability look like with money? So for me, vulnerability has been a will, oh God, it's such a big one in general with everything. But um, for me, vulnerability, it has been really lowering my walls and barriers from with up that I have up around with myself and what I'm willing to look at and not willing to look at. And, um, 
for years, I just felt like I had to be this, like, even I had somebody describe me once as like a pillar, (laughs) you know, those, like, if you can imagine like those, I don't even know, marble, marble pillars. And that's literally like energetically kind of how I had created myself. I was so, I had so much solidity to keep things out, which also kept things from coming in. And so to melt that solidity and to actually soften and receive awareness or to receive and to like really look at where I'm judging me or judging my money, mostly judging me, judging me, judging me, judging me with money. (laughs) Um, And then I had, um, you know, a facilitator asked me once, or she said something to me once about what if where have you decided that you're wrong? What if that's actually your strongness? And I was like, look, okay, well, where am I, where have I made me wrong with everything? Well, I've made me wrong with my body. Wow. What capacity do I have with bodies? Oh, I've made me wrong with money. Wow. What capacity do I have with money? You know, and I started like really just being willing to look at it. And that has required me getting out of the rightness and wrongness of me, which is where that vulnerability piece comes in because you cannot be vulnerable and be functioning from the point of view of getting it right or not getting it wrong. It just doesn't work that way. Totally. And I love that you brought up the wrong side. And oftentimes people um, misidentified that vulnerability means showing all of your like crappy parts, you know, all of yeah. the warts and all of the things that aren't, aren't judgeably good about you or where you mess up. Yeah. And that's vulnerability. It's part of it. But the other side of it too, that we talk about in access is being willing to expose your strengths and your capacities. And, um, I know for me with always knowing that I had a capacity with money, but if I were to show that somewhere, I decided I was going to like, um, out, out shadow or overshadow my husband or overshadow someone I'm in business with or whatever. So I would keep, I would, would not get vulnerable with my strength and show my strength because I didn't want anybody else to feel weak. And that's that whole loop about like always including others in a way that limits me rather than, Hey, this is me. These are, these are the things that like I'm working on. And these are the things that I'm fucking badass at. And, um, here, this is me. And that's really that vulnerable place of like, what else can I um, contribute? What else can I create? Uh, you know, where can I be more with money with my capacities and not just always expose the places where I totally mess it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you just said about, Hey, this is what I'm really good at because that's another program in this reality where it's like, we're, I know for me growing up, at least it was like, you don't, you don't say you're good at something. You don't say that you're beautiful. Like those are all signs of being arrogant. And what's that other word that I can't find right now? Um, Like, what's the word where you're like, so, oh, conceited. Like if you said I'm beautiful, then you were bad and wrong. And you were this conceited bitch. That was the wrongness. And, and so thank you for saying that piece about, Hey, I, this is what I'm good at too. Because when I, when I first came to access, people would be like, well, what are you good at? And I'm like, I didn't want to brag. I didn't want to, you know, Ooh, I was a bragger. Or I would be like, um, cause like what I wanted to say, I'm good at everything. Actually I could do anything. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> Not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of like total fucking acknowledgement of I can really do anything. I may need a little bit of training on something, but I can do anything for the most part. What do you need? <laughs> yeah, that that right there. And one of the other energies that was popping in right now is where um, 
this reality uh, is has ingrained us to be humble. And that mm-hmm. humili- humility is the valuable product, not greatness. And so if you yeah. stay humble um, and you don't project your greatness ever, and just, again, that's the misidentification of vulnerability, just project your, like where you're weak, you know, then you're staying humble and humble is valuable. Um, and then your ego doesn't get too big and your head doesn't get so big that it can't fit through the door and all of these things. And so that's all the judge- judgeably right um, ways to be in the world and any judgment good or bad limits what can show up with whether it's it's with money or otherwise like if you are judging something as good and right or bad and wrong you actually limit the flow of what can come to you and so um what other what other one what other one do we not do we hit about money well, the one thing that, um, that brought all this up for me around the money was this thing popped into my, this question actually popped into my row. It was like, okay, so if money were my lover, would we still be having sex? <laughs> that was like the question that, that kind of like, it put me on the path of exploring these, these elements of intimacy with that. It was like, wow, if money were my lover, would we still be having sex? And I got a big fat no on that because it's like, if you're judging the fuck out of your lover, how much, how, how much does that person want to have sex with you? You know, or how, if somebody's judging you, how much do you want to have sex with them? And so this, that's really how this whole thing came up around being willing to look at these elements of it. And I was like, man, I want to have sex with money. <laughs> what do I need to do to change? What, do I, what, what can I change and what can I choose so that money can be fun? Finally, and ease, finally. And in access and in the foundation manual, they talk about sex, not being necessarily about copulation, but it's about where it's one place people are willing to receive. And a lot of people aren't Mm -hmm. even willing to receive there. Let's just put it straight that way. I was one of those people at one point. Um, And so if you just, if you look at that as energy and sex, having that, that other meaning, if you will, but about receiving, Mm -hmm. like about receiving, yeah. Sex or no sex is how we refer to that. Yeah. 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 And so if we're playing with receiving of money and you don't really want to get intimate and get in bed with money and money, you've been judging the shit out of money and you, in regards to money, um, how much money can flow into your life. And, and one of the things too, that I will say, um, that I love about access tools with money is it really gets you to look at like money is not paper. Money is not (laughs) money is not a digital number in your account. When you look it up on your app, on your phone, money is energy. And so, um, you know, what, what I've often said in classes too, is that I can perceive this little ball of energy that we will call money. And it's like sitting in your reality. And it's like, you want to play, you want to play. I'd love to come play with you. You want to go, you want to, you want to go have sex. You want to go to the playground. You want to go swim. Where do you want to go? Let's go on a vacation. I want to play with you. And you're like, excuse me, money. Um, if you could just be quiet, I'm, I'm busy judging you right now. Um, never being enough for not coming to me with total ease. And why do you always play with other people? Not with me. Um, so, um, stop inviting me everywhere money. I know you're in my life, but I'm going to need you to just sit in the corner and be quiet because I have too much judging to do. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. If, yeah. And if I were that money right there, I would totally want to have sex with you then Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You'd start doing a strip tease to get me in. No, you would be like, um, I'm onto the person who really desires to have yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go over here and play with this person. Cause like, they'll totally have sex with me. <laughs> We're so cute. We're so cute. 
So Brandy, if, if our listeners want to find out more about you and what you're yeah. up to and creating, um, where can they find you? They can go to brandysofia.com and explore to your heart's content and whatever you do, definitely don't come play with me. Cause I'm no fun at all. <laughs> Not at all at all. She, she stays, she keeps everything very like in the box and very monotone, very black and white, a little bit of gray when she gets fancy. Don't go play Brandy. You won't laugh your ass off and get, find yourself caught on fire at all. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, there will be a link in, in this description. Um, but what I desire to tell you just so it gets in your ears is Brandy with an I and Sophia with a PH. Good call. Brandysophia.com. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm going to go play with money and um, ask it. I'm going to ask it on a date tonight. <laughs> Ooh, me too. Maybe we can have a threesome. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Money, money's doing cartwheels. I can see it. Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> All right, babe. I love you so much. Thank I you everybody you for too. listening. Oh, and you know what, Brandy, before I go, yeah. the question I yeah. ask everybody, this podcast is called the power of being you podcast. If you were to oh. write the show's description, what would you say is the power of being you? For me or the show? Whatever the power of being you is to you. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a great question, Sarah. <laughs> the power of being me is being, being willing to be whatever's required in any moment with no judgment. Boom. <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?